Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Sportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot, and I'm here with producer Steve. Uh, Steve, we are uh, going to get to a lot through here today. We're going to first start off with uh, in the NBA, man. We've been waiting for this long uh, trade to happen uh, for a while now. Over the last uh, three, going on three months, uh, the Dame Lillard trade finally happened. Um, a bit of a shocker. Um, we'll kind of get into the details there. Then we're going to get into the Thursday night game, what happened last night in the NFL, Lions-Packers, and then uh, touch on a few games um, going into Sunday for as far as like some betting favorites. We'll give you guys uh, the lowdown there. And then uh, we're going to dive into baseball as we are getting ready for the postseason. Uh, but first, let's uh, get into that Dame trade, man. Um, uh, big, happened uh, right after we sort of recorded there on, or talked there on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, Lillard um, headed over to the Milwaukee Bucks uh, for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, um, it was a second round pick, and they had their like a pick swap and another pick headed over to Portland uh, as well. This was a three team deal. Uh, Portland sending uh, uh, Nurkic, use of Nurkic to the Phoenix Suns, and the Suns sent. Um, Sending uh, DeAndre Ayton over to Portland, and then the Bucks sent uh, Grayson Allen, and um, also the uh, Portland sent Nasir Little to uh, the Suns. The the Suns, pretty much they get they get depth, they get some role players there, and they make themselves worse at the center position by acquiring uh, Nurkic. Um, I I didn't understand the trade for. For the Suns. For the Suns, yeah. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Last <laughs> yeah. time. I thought they made themselves worse in this. I trade. think they did too. Yeah. Um, I was. I was. Uh, I couldn't believe what. <clears throat> I just their whole off season's been a head scratcher to me. Um, but anyways, so uh, Milwaukee gets Damian Lillard. The the biggest news there. A lot of people are loving this trade. Um, they think they are the clear. So there's some analysts out there saying they're the clear favorites. Um. I'm I'm a little indifferent about this, man. So I I just I just don't know what the clear upside is. Look, L- Lillard is a better scorer, obviously. But they lose so much defense from Holiday. And Holiday is 35. He is a few years older. Uh Lillard is making a lot more money than Drew Holiday. Yeah. And I know that they I know the Bucks had to do something to make Giannis happy. Um, this has to make Giannis happy. He has two years left in his uh, time in Milwaukee. Uh, he has not signed an extension. Uh, the day before this trade happened, uh, Milwaukee offered him, I think, a three-year. Uh, don't remember the exact numbers, like 168 million dollar extension. It, you know, pretty much he'd be making 60 million a year, 50 something million a year. Um, he has not signed that deal yet. Yeah, um, I'm got to imagine it's still on the table for him. But uh, do you think this makes them? Milwaukee better man that's a tough call I mean there's a lot of buzz about Dame playing next to Giannis of course yeah like I don't know man selected him um you know that he he like handpicked him or something yeah I don't know I mean I see it like well like we said I think the Suns got the the lower end of this deal for sure uh, and then, like you said, I think Drew Holiday is getting a little older. I think he's what would you say, thirty three, thirty four, something like that. Uh, Holiday's thirty five years old. Uh, Lillard is thirty two, going to be thirty three. And Lillard, uh, Lillard had the second best year of his career. 
last year for as far yeah. as like from a stat perspective. Um, the thing the thing here is with Lillard, man, is look, terrific player, scored 32.2 points per game last year, uh, 46% from the field. Um, but sorry, by the way, Damian Lillard is 33 years old. Um, He's 33. 33. Um, he just turned 33 in July. The, the the thing with him is I just I I just don't understand this move because I I actually think this makes uh, the Bucks worse because now they don't really have a um, a guard uh, a de- that could defend. It's a like defensive thing, yeah. And I know everyone's going back to oh he uh, Drew Holiday got cooked by Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler cooked everybody in the Eastern. Yeah, Conference I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> um, that guy was that guy was on a mission last year. I think it was a once in a lifetime mission that you're going to see from, from that kind of player. I mean, look, Jimmy Butler's a terrific player. Um, yeah. You know, playoff Butler or I forget what they call him. Um, Hemi, but Hemi, uh, Hemi, Hemi, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Hemi Butler. Yeah. yeah but, you know, a great, great nickname. I think Butler's a terrific player. I don't think he's going to do that again. What he did last year, especially against the bucks, man, he hit some outrageous shots in that series. Mind you, I think, uh, J- or Giannis got hurt back injury was not the same player. Um, and again, and again, they, uh, remember the bucks were up by like 10 points in one of those games. Um, maybe it was coaching. Maybe that was a Budenhoser's fault. They, they have a new coach this year. Um, I, I still think the bucks going into the year, I still pick them as the favorites. Um, I actually think they're a little bit worse now. Um, just as far as from a defensive perspective. Yeah. From a defense perspective, for sure. I was just looking while you were talking, I was comparing the stats for the past few years and like career stats and Dame has like a higher points per game. I mean, he's got more assists per game. He's averaging a higher rebounds per game than drew. I'm talking about drew holiday. Um, Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's more of a defensive thing. Like you said, they're losing that, that key defensive player, that veteran defensive player on their, uh, on their starting five. Absolutely. And, and, and here was one thing. And uh, Bill Simmons mentioned this on his podcast um, um, earlier today or yesterday. Um, and it was the one thing that I initially thought when I saw this trade is look, Damian Butler or it's not Damian Butler, uh, Damian Lillard <laughs> is a, maybe Damian Butler would, would have been the thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, man, Lillard, like again, man, the guy is a clutch player. We've seen him have some great clutch moments in the playoffs, um, but people make it seem like he's never had talent around him. This guy had, had some talent. He had uh, Aldridge on, he had Aldridge at one point. Yeah. In his career. Yep. He had McCollum at one point in his career. He had, you know, Nurkic, whatever you want to say. Um, but he's had good teams. He's had good playoff teams. And when he's went to the playoffs, I just never thought he was that transcendent player where he was the the guy. He never made a con he never made the finals. He's I just don't think he's been that kind of guy to where, you know, people are making it seems like he is one of the top, you know, 10 players in the NBA. Is he one of the greatest 75 to 100 players ever? Yes, he is. But I don't include him in the category of a superstar where it's like, if you have Giannis on your team, you can almost pencil yourself in for a finals push. Like right. Portland, didn't, Portland didn't even make the playoffs last year or right. the year before. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing. It's like when I see Damian Lillard on a team, I'm like, oh, um, I'm not going to pencil them in for a finals run. No, no, no absolutely like, not. Do I, is he is he a great second player? Yes, absolutely. 
I right. That's the thing. I mean, we we can't, I, th- I don't know if we talked about this too much, but I've been talking about this with other people. I mean, it's obviously about those like top two guys. Like we saw it with Harden and Embiid here in Philly. We saw it with uh, uh, Jalen Brown and uh, what's his face over in Boston. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's like he's a good two. But like you said, if you had Damian Lillard on a, and you're like, yeah, he's our he's our point guard, I'd be like, all right, cool. Like I I don't know. I mean, he's gonna put up some points. Yeah, he's gonna I, he's gonna move the ball, but I, I don't know. The one thing that worries me about the Bucks is is the fact that like I just don't think they have a lot of depth. Um, they they do have a good starting five, you know, Lopez. You have a uh, Bobby Portis. You have uh, Giannis, and those are that those are all great defenders there. Uh, Lillard gives you some scoring. They're talking about you know Giannis and Lillard now in the pick and roll, which uh, I'm sure is gonna be dangerous. But guess what? Lillard is not a good defender. And he's an aging, uh, he's an aging guard. Aging guards do not do well. And the, I'm telling you, man, get, watch the Celtics. They're, you know, when he comes down to playoff series, the Celtics are going to hunt for Lillard. The, um, yeah, whether the Sixers, the the Heat, you know, the they're going to be putting yeah. him in a lot of pick and rolls, and they're going to tire him out. Again, man, 33 years old. Um, he has four years left on his deal. He's going to be making a lot of money. He's almost making close to 60 million per year um, in those final years of his deal. Um, I, I just, um, and Lillard, he's had injury problems before um, to say if he, you know, maybe he'll, maybe he'll make it through a whole year. Um, I'm not trying to bash on the guy too much because he is a terrific player. He is a baller. You know, he has this mentality, um, but man, um, I, I just yeah, don't know how much better the Bucks have. What was that? I was going to say he's on for forty-five million this year, forty-eight million next year, uh, estimated fifty-eight million in twenty twenty-five, and an estimated twenty or sixty-three million in twenty twenty-six. Does he have a player option after that, or no? He has a player option in twenty-six. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, he's definitely going to take that. He takes a seven years old. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? He'll be thirty-six uh, that year, and I'll have the player option. Yeah, man. Again, I just, if they don't make a finals run in the next like year or two, I don't think he'll even last that long. I still think they're going to try to make, they they should be in the contention for a finals run because they are one of the best two teams in the East, right? It's them and Boston. Um, Yeah. It's them and Boston. I guess, you know, you know, (laughs) I I still think that Harden's going to come back in for the Sixers. Uh, I I still think he's going to do it, man. I just, I just don't see any other scenario for, you know, unless, Unless Maury's just said, screw it, I'm going to take pennies on the dollar for Harden. Look, Harden was one of the best 20 players in the NBA last year. Um, I think he comes back. I just don't think he's going to be – I mean, he even said – we talked about this, but he doesn't want to be involved in an organization that Daryl Morey's involved in. It's just like I, – I don't know. Right. I just don't think he's going to be uh, like really with it 100% this season. I, I, I just think he's going to come around in the next month, and I think you will and see come him starting – Come trade deadline. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, maybe maybe he plays his value up and maybe a team gets desperate. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, any, anyways, um, back back to the Bucks. But, yeah, uh, like like you said, I don't think this makes the Bucks any better. I don't think it makes them worse. It makes I them mean, better you offensively. S- you said it makes them a little bit worse, you know. Or it I, I think make well, it makes better. them worse defensively. Defensively, right. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah, it's going to give them more points per game potentially, but uh, – Offensively, of, this team is going to be scoring 140 points a game. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. But again, I, and they were the, doing that last year too without them. I mean, yeah, they were putting up numbers last year. So, exactly. Um, you know, I guess it, it's a win because it makes Giannis happy. Obviously, Giannis wanted Lillard. 
Yeah. Um, apparently he had no input on th this trade. He didn't know that the trade was going to happen. The organization made this trade because guess what, man, they have one of the top players of, I don't know what top 25 players of all time in Giannis. Yeah. yeah. And you have to make this move to make your guy happy. So uh, as much as drew holiday, he, he had comments the day before saying how much he wants to finish his career in Milwaukee. Maybe he does it. Maybe he comes back next year and resigns with them. You never or, know. Uh, yeah. Right. And uh, does that. I don't think there's any hard feelings by a holiday. He knows the business this is his third time being traded. Um, so again, yeah. Man. Holiday has a player option next year. And then he's picking that up. And then he's a free agent in 25. So, yeah. I think he'll go in the free agency next year. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. But, anyways, I was going to say, real quick, little fun fact here. According to ESPN, Lillard's 32.2 points per game is the most by a player to change teams the following season ever. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I kind of would have thought like LeBron would have been. LeBron, maybe. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Or even like a Kevin Durant, maybe at one point, yeah. Again, it just it just kind of shows that you know stats could sometimes just be overrated. Yeah, um, big time. Because he's not the most talented player ever to change team by. There's I can name no, no, far better players. But um, anyways, so uh, for Portland, Portland gets DeAndre Ayton. Uh, they get draft capital and they get uh, Drew Holiday, who they're gonna flip into something else. And believe me, I I think. Now this was the by far better deal than trading him to the heat and seeing what the heat, because the heat weren't going to go and give up their later picks uh, seven years down the road. I was just going to ask you, what do you think about that? Like uh, I noticed that, yeah, it was like a 2029 pick and a 2030 pick or something like that. Yeah. That so reading. the bucks have no picks, no first round picks to trade for the next seven years going into 2030. Uh, oh, that's what it was. Okay. Any, they don't have any yeah. picks. Yeah. So unprotected first round pick in 29 and then they swapped 28 and 30 with yeah. uh with the bucks for Look, portland you know like like we mentioned man Giannis is a transcendent player you don't know when your franchise would be able to come across a guy like this especially right. they got him in the mid-teens in 20 the 2014 draft so um you know again man they stumbled into this guy they had no idea what no one did in the nba um but uh anyways they they have this guy and they, it's best to maximize his value now yeah. And, uh, to try, you know, because if the, the thing is, is if bringing in Lillard means Giannis will sign an extension, then it's an absolute win. It's a win win. Yeah, you absolutely. Have, you have this guy for the next, you know, five, seven years. And, Gian, you know, by then he'll be 35 or 36 and he might age well. We just don't know. And now they have two guys that are putting up 30 points a game. I mean, yeah. As, the, as their front two. Yeah. I, now it's up to the front office to bring a little bit more depth, maybe at guard right. or something like that for them. There. Yep. But bring um, that six man in. Yeah. But uh, so again, uh, for Portland, they get DeAndre Aiden. So they get out from the Yerk the Nurkic contract. They get out from the injury prone center, one of the worst centers in the league now, um, who cannot stay healthy. I should. Uh, can, can you pull up uh, Nurkic's uh, playing time? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, last year, 26 minutes a game. Uh, games Is that played. What talking about? I want to talk about games oh, played. Games played 52 last year, 56 so, the year before. 37 the year before that, and then eight games the year before that. So <laughs> yeah. he hasn't played more than 70 games since the 18. Since 18. Season. Yep. Um, uh, points per game. Where is he at for points? Again, man, averaging 13. He's averaging 15, 13, 15. 11. Some people yeah. say he's better than Aiden defensively. Um, 
look, I understand that Aiden might not show that he cares, but he's 18 and 10. He's 25 years old. Um, I just, I just don't understand it, man. I mean, the, uh, how much money is Ner- uh, Nergage making right now? Um, can you go, can you uh, bring up those you. numbers? Um, he is on a four year, $70 million deal. So he's making 16, 18, 19 for the okay. next three years. So they, they get, I guess, less money at him because Aiton is making, I think, 25. I think he's making 20 something. Yeah. Yeah. He's making like 25. And then I think the following year, like 28. So he, his contract does go up. But again, man, you're giving up on a guy who is a number one overall pick in 2018. He was um, really good on, when they went to the finals and they lost to the Bucks. Um, DeAndre Ayton's actually making 32 million next year, 34 million in 24, and 35 million in 25. Okay, so so it was last higher year than we thought. 20. Okay, the last so yeah, year higher, was 30. Higher, higher than we thought. Still, yep. again, but he's only 25, right? Like you said. When, when you see Jalen Brown against $60 million, that looks like a bargain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> I know he's not on Jalen Brown's level, but he's like half the cost. Yeah. So you're, you know, again, that, that's going to be a team-friendly contract come, in a, uh, you know, in, in a, a couple of years. years. Yeah. Um, so look, so, and uh, Aiden's played in a lot of meaningful minutes, uh, playoff minutes. He's had, you know, a lot of time there in the last three seasons going back. I know they were put out early, Oh, whatever. But man, thing was maybe, maybe, uh, Aiden just needed a change of uh, the atmosphere there, uh, getting out of there. You know, there was just so much blame on him for last year. Um, look, he got toasted against, uh, um, Jokic. There were, you know, losing that Denver team was not uh, embarrassing at all. Um, no, nah. the, the way they lost the finals, I think, was more embarrassing because they were two zero yeah. in the finals. Yeah, um, against the Bucks, and then the Bucks came back and won four straight. Um, again, man, I I just don't know the relationship that uh, how bad things were. Obviously, he didn't want to play for Monty Williams. Um, he does. Monty Williams is there no more. Uh, Frank Vogel was going to take over. I wonder what this does for Vogel. I wonder if Vogel had any say so, kind of, in this trade. Um, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that. Uh, Vogel's probably thinking like, man, I just had Aiden, a younger player. Now I have to take care of this injury prone guy. And, yeah. Uh, again, he's already kind of dealing with the roster that, and, and uh, at least for me, it doesn't make any sense. So. Um, nah. And uh, Aiden had better numbers last year. Yeah. yeah he, he's a better yeah. player. I mean, he's by, a better by, player. by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that's why he's making more money because he's a better player. And yeah. uh, again, he actually plays, he actually plays games. Um, yeah. and again, man, he's just, how, uh, what is, how old is Nurkic? Nurkic uh, is Nurkic. I just is, had it pulled up. <laughs> no, you're good. I'm looking at it right now. It's a 2014 draft. He's 29 years he's old. He's 29. So you get a player that's four years older. Again, some people think he's tougher and all that. Look, I, I just, I just don't know how much better the sons are going to be nah. in a better situation than them. So I, I think they made themselves worse. Grayson Allen, okay, good. Decent. He's a good shooter. That's not yeah. that great of a role player. I, I don't know. He was that great of a role player. But I think the Bucks would have did better last year in the playoffs. Um, and then same thing going with Nasir Little. Maybe um, I, I don't hate Nasir Little. Um, I don't think he's played in a lot of meaningful games. I guess we'll find out there in, in Phoenix. Maybe he might be the best player in this trade. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> I just... 
Again, man, I think the Suns made themselves worse. I think uh, yeah. at least you're going to trade it for Aiton. At least get back a better player. I just they made themselves worse at the center position, and now um, I just I I'm telling you, man. The thing is, I just think Nurkic is going to get hurt, and I think they're going to be prone at that center position, and they're yeah. going to be in a screwed up situation. Yeah, as a team that was making a push last year, and and Frank, even recently, the past few years, yeah. Frank Vogel has to be like, God dang it, I, yeah. I love <laughs> the Lakers with the injury prone center, and now I got another one right yeah. here, and a worse one than that fact. <laughs> but uh, man, and then uh, you know, for Portland, man, again, uh, they they make out on this trade because. They get to trade Drew Holiday. There's going to be a lot of teams interested in Holiday. Even if they wait to trade him by the deadline, they're going to get back a pretty decent haul for him. Um, I think I think they could get back the same amount of haul as what they were going to get for Damian what, Lillard, man. I was just going to say, yeah. Because he's Plus, they're getting future draft picks, too. There's, that's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. and again, man, the the other thing about it is they, they got Aiton in this deal. They, they get to... Say, yo, Aiden, we have this young core here. You're going to be a part of it. And uh, just kind of roll from there. Um, the, the other contract they could be able to trade, I think, uh, come the deadline is the Jeremy Grant, Grant trade. I think they signed him to 160 over four years or something like that. It's like, which is a terrible contract. I, you know, they, they signed him to that deal because uh, they thought it was maybe a move that. A move that Lillard liked, and it was a move that Lillard liked until it wasn't. Until they got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's until on a five-year, five-year buck sixty, yeah. Bucks, a five-year buck sixty, okay. Yeah, that's a terrible contract for him. That's Jeremy, really bad. Jeremy yeah, that's not that great of a player. <laughs> no, but second-round pick making thirty-two million a year. Like he, he's a decent player, but again, you know, he was on that team with Lillard last year, and they missed the playoffs. I, how great, yeah. how great of a player is he? He's not that great, right? He's on the, the past two years. He's been on the team, and they missed the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. They traded for him. That's right. Um, so, look, Jer- Jeremy Grant, uh, he'll be traded. Drew Holiday will be traded. Uh, yeah. They have a they have a good young core there in Portland. I really like what they have to work with with Scoot, uh, with Sharp, and now with Aiton. Yeah, and, uh, I think it's going to be a great team. It's going to be a yeah. fresh, you know, fresh, fresh, uh, fresh faces. A- absolutely, man. I think they could be in a. a a situation like OKC is pretty soon. Yep. Going you know, like, I think uh, next year they'll be like kind of in what OKC is looking to do this year is to make it give me a year or two. Yep, exactly. Um, but good and that's to- exactly what they're planning for too, as we saw with the twenty twenty nine pick. I mean, obviously, like you oh, said, yeah. Milwaukee Milwaukee didn't have the picks to trade, but um, they're going to be yeah, they're setting themselves up for the future. It's a smart move. And then, like you said, they got capital with Drew. I mean, right. There's going to be teams that are going to want Drew. I mean, oh, of course. Even maybe though, he comes back to the Sixers. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe that team-friendly deal is going to look. Uh, maybe that uh, player option is going to look really player option. Depending yeah. on where Drew goes, maybe like, hey, take this deal, and we're going to give you an extension, and yeah. you know, just kind of might play to the the salary cap, just depending. Absolutely, but, um, man. I, I again, I think uh, Drew Holiday. Um, I I think he has a little slightly less value than Lillard, um, but yeah. again. Some team is going to look at man. Somebody's going to be looking for him. Yeah, he's a a player that's been in the uh, you know big player, uh, uh, you know played in big moments in the finals, uh, big moments in the playoffs just in general. And I I think uh, you're going to see a handful of teams going after him. And I will not would not be surprised if they are able to get at least three first round, three more first round picks uh, for this guy, and maybe another important role player. Right, you never know. Yeah. 
like you said, I mean, like I said, they're they're uh, they're definitely setting themselves up for the yeah. next few years. I mean, that's what you got to do in this in this kind of business. And yeah. we see a lot of teams that sign these. I mean, we saw it with the the Padres. Not to go back to baseball, but somebody like the Padres, where they're just spending a ton of money on all these players, and it's not doing it for that, them. That's what the uh, sun, that's what the Suns are. And that's doing. pretty much what the Suns are doing. Yeah, exactly. That's what the Suns are doing by getting Bradley Bill. Yeah, I, I, I like I love Devin Booker. I just don't think it's going to work out there. I just, no. I just don't think Beal was, was, was the best player they go after. Um, I'm sure if they could trade Beal for Drew Holiday, I'm sure they would do that right now. Um, but I think he's oh, and that real quick, that 32.2 points a game that Lillard put up last year is the most uh, per game in Trailblazers history. I just saw too. Really? I thought it was the second highest of his career. I, I didn't realize. That yeah, was that's career high. it's yeah. It just just popped up on this little uh, video that I'm that's playing. Yeah, oh, wow. so it's the most in Trailblazers history. So, well, he is the second greatest Blazer to ever play. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Because <laughs> um, uh, Clyde Drexler, is still Clyde Drexler, yeah, is still the best Blazer ever. Um, but uh, man, let's. Oh, I think I had one. Oh yeah, one more thing. Damian Lillard. Um, I guess he came out yesterday saying that, or there there was a report anyway that said that Lillard was actually trying to rescind his his trade request. Um, I guess, I don't know if it was last month or wh- whatever, after he did it, after this whole saga began, but, um, the Blazers GM, oh, I'm seeing that right now. Yeah. Went and said, said that and kind of said, um, I got a, got some, uh, guy out here selling some candy and that's his way to, to, you, you know, the guys that drive around the carts and, uh, like, yeah, sell, like yeah. uh, like a pretty much like an ice cream man. Like okay, ice that's cream what dude, the, yeah. That's what um, you heard in the background right there. Uh, oh, really? Like, I thought it was you. I was like, Steve, turn your music down. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> that's pretty um, funny. Yeah, but anyways. Uh, Port- yeah, the Joe Cronin. Yeah, Cronin. Um, apparently, Lillard came to him and said he would rather stay in Portland. And Cronin didn't want anything to do with it and said, no. And I don't blame him, man. I think I think uh, the Blazers wanted a way out after they drafted Scoot. Like They wanted to give Scoot the keys and... Yeah. And uh, they did they did the right thing, man, for their organization going forward, and and yeah. for Lillard, you know, and for absolutely, like uh, that was the best move for them. And now and now the gates have opened, right? Then we talk about this earlier. It was like everybody's waiting for the Dame trade to happen before any other trades happen this off season. Remember that it was yeah, like yeah. this big thing. Well, because I I still think uh, like you said, man, I, uh, Drew right now is the hot commodity. Then what's going to happen with Harden? Right. Um, yeah, I still again if Harden. If they can't trade Harden, I think Harden will show up because Harden's too greedy and he cares about money, and he's not going to leave thirty-five million on the table. No, no, because um, it's going to cost him much more money down the line. He's already cost himself too much money. Yeah, he has. Yeah, but uh, uh let's uh move on from basketball, man. It's been twenty-five, <laughs> twenty-five minutes uh, talking about this trade. Um, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Lillard, um, you've got Rook. you got what you wanted. Yeah, and real quick, I have to say just one more basketball thing. They said LeBron is looking like a rookie. Is <laughs> it? Do you hear that? No. All the coaches are saying that in uh, in these offseason training things that uh, LeBron is is coming into the season looking like a rookie. Is how they said it. Quoting like looking, looking like fresh? a rookie. Is that what like looking mean? good, looking fresh, looking energized? Yeah, I saw his tw- I saw his tweet. He was up at three a.m. apparently in the gym. Yeah, I'm not look. LeBron's a freak of nature. I think that guy's gonna show up in shape regardless um yeah he he always does he never disappoints there no um just just be healthy lebron i just LeBron thought it was funny how they said like a rookie i'm like yeah. dude the guy's like 
This is no, his twentieth season look, or something. I, I, I don't I don't doubt it, man. I don't doubt it. The guy's yeah. a freaking nature, dude. He's that type of dude, yeah, yeah. exactly. Anyways, man, let's uh let's go to the NFL. Let's talk uh this Thursday night game that we last night. Uh the Detroit the Detroit uh Lions de- defeated uh the Packers in Green Bay thirty four to twenty. Sheesh, um, what a game. Yeah, what, what was your reaction from this game? Uh that the Detroit Lions defense is no joke and uh, I'm not so sure about Green Bay's offense. <laughs> look, <laughs> like, I, I mean, their defense didn't look good either, but uh, their offensive line looked terrible. I mean, Jordan Love did not have any time to throw that ball at all. He, he did all night, and they were without two linemen, um, Bakhtiari. Right, and, right. Uh, they had two linemen. two guys injured. Yeah. Um, so, well, one thing one thing is is that they, but they, I think Detroit's Detroit's defense is no joke. They were no joke in the first half. They were yeah. absolutely awesome. Um, yeah. They put it on Green Bay. And again, um, Green Bay did come out strong in the second half. They came that first drive, man. They were just moving. Like I was like, okay, first drive. It's gonna be just like last week. They're gonna come back. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking. They come out, they score. Um, then they scored that second touchdown, and you're like, oh man, it's a it's a game. You know, you know, you're like looking at this game. It's twenty seven seven. Um, and then all of a sudden, Walker, uh, that that field goal, man. Yeah. um, you know the the linebacker for the uh, Packers, he jumps over the player. They call him sportsmanlike conduct. Sportsmanlike conduct. What a, what a yeah. terrible play! Oh, um, it was going to be thirty to seventeen. With God, what was it? It's, it's like be, six. I think there was like six minutes left, or no, eight a little bit more. There was like eight yeah, minutes left. Eight yeah. minutes left. Yeah. And you know, again, man, yeah, the he Packers, tried to hurdle the guy, <laughs> dude. The Packers had momentum, man. Love was in a groove, and they were they finally figured something out. They they were able to really give. Uh, love some more time. Love is able to process and kind of get things going. He was he uses legs on that second touchdown. I really like that. I'm like, I'm like, cool man. I think Love is. You know, he saw the hole together. and just went. Yeah, I like that yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So they they uh they started drive man and and um look you know they're still they were still down three scores because they were down seventeen. Um, they 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 even were driving there towards the end. Then he threw the interception. That was just, the that interception. Was a bad interception. Yeah. Um, he, he, he forced it, man. I mean, look, they were down by 17. It was, it was something he tried to force. I'm not going to give like, I, I know some people are like, look, Oh my, you see this stat line for love. You're like 23 of 36, one touchdown, two interceptions. Look. Dude. He had, he had like nine yards in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, he, yeah. he had like negative. It was one for seven points for me. Yeah, exactly. He was one for seven with nine yards, like with like 10 minutes left in the second quarter. Because I remember looking at it like, oh man, because I, 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 I I'd done a parlay with him hitting 200 passing yards, oh, nice. and I was like getting a little worried there in the second quarter because <laughs> no, he, he was at like nine or something. He was awesome. I mean, he got Christian Watson back in the game. Yep. Uh, he yep. he had a wide open touchdown there. Uh, his guy is Dobbs. So you get to see it, man. 13 targets, nine receptions, 95 yards for Dobbs. Um, but man, oh, look, I um I think the Packers are gonna. I think they're just learning week by week. I still think the Packers are going to win this division. I still do. I think the next time these two teams meet each other, uh, what week is that? Let's see here. Um, I think the next time these two teams meet, I think the Packers will be way better. And that's in week 12. Uh, is that week Thanksgiving? 12. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yep. I think Thanksgiving, the Packers, I'm going to predict it right now. I think the Packers, barring any injuries, um, to, any major injuries like to love or something like that, I think the Packers will win that game. And, okay. um, 
I, I just, I'm not. Yeah, I, I, I would almost agree. I, I thought the Packers were going to win this game. I, no, I did too. <laughs> to be honest, look, I mean, look, the Lions came out there. They took care of business like they had to. Their defense is for real. Golf looked awesome. Golf has a really he looks great, great plays. Yeah, he, uh, you know, he had the interception on the opening drive. Um, but you know, he he they came back, man, and they moved the ball. That offensive line's no joke. Montgomery, Montgomery with three touchdowns and a buck thirty or something. Yeah, I mean, dude, I mean, man. He just when coming off a thigh injury. Yeah. Yeah. When you're able to run the ball like that, it's just yep. pretty damn awesome. Um, but look, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think Detroit's for real. Like, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say they're going to win the division, but I think Detroit is for real uh, more they, than a lot of teams that we talk about on this, on this yeah, show. Right. Yeah. The Packers follow the two and two, but here, here's their next few weeks. So they have the Raiders, then they're by week in week six. Then they have Denver Vikings Rams. Can't can't you say they're gonna come out of that maybe five and three? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe five and three in the next four. They like yeah. Then they'll have a little tough stretch. They play the Steelers, Chargers, then Lions again on uh, Thanksgiving, and then the Chiefs, and then the yeah, then the Chiefs. But then it it opens up after that. You have then you have a uh, Giants, Bucks, Panthers, Vikings, Bears. So, like, um, this they could look really different. Uh, they might still win ten games. I'm not gonna. They, they might, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at the Vikings as like the, uh, the Boston Red Sox of, of the football. It's like, don't count the Vikings out. Don't count the Vikings because I don't think the Vikings are that bad. They're not bad. They just, I just their think defense that their, isn't good. Their defense is good, right? The, but they, they've they, got they, some weapons. They've got it on offense. It's they, just they just need to tighten it all up a little bit. They play Carolina this week. That uh, should be hopefully their first win because. Uh, I, I would hope so. I mean, yeah, the lion, the lions have Carolina next week. Then they have the bucks, the Ravens, and then the Raiders. Um, I think they should take care of business. They maybe lose to the Ravens there. Um, maybe not. Maybe the lions are going into that and going after this and they're going to what? Seven and one, maybe following the stretch. So we'll see. Then they had their bye yeah. week. But they they definitely have an easier schedule than the Packers because oh definitely definitely because uh, after the bye week they have Chargers, then it goes Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos, Vikings, Cowboys, Vikings. Yeah, I I think they're better than the Cowboys. I think they're going to take care of business against the Cowboys. Um, but yeah, man. Well, we saw him hold up against the Chiefs on that first game of the season. I yeah. mean, even that, and everybody was saying, "Oh, Chris Jones this and uh, Travis Kelsey Chiefs, that." Hey, look, but, Chiefs defense played a great still, game. They, they did. I'm sorry, they should have lost to the Chiefs, man. Tony dropped all those passes. Right, that, but they didn't. They, they didn't. You're right. They didn't. They played a hell of a so, game, but yeah. I, I still, I still think the Chiefs lost that game more than the Lions won it. If that makes sense. I agree. It, right. No, you're exactly right. But, but at the end of the day, and I, I'm, I'm not normally this type of person and I hate when people say this sometimes, but a win's a win. Like they won yeah. the game. I mean, Tony, if, if Tony had done this, then what? Maybe Look, it, but... it will, it will make, it makes a difference in their division. But when it comes to the playoffs, we will right. actually see. We'll see who's how, real. Yeah. If they make it and, or if they could really take care of business there. I do like golf, man. Look, golf is a number one overall pick in 2016. He, yeah. So many, so many people are surprised how decent golf is. The guy was the number one pick. Like right. he, and they, he had and they good went years. To, they in, they in the had Rams. a couple playoff runs at the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Sean McVay's first couple Rams, seasons. Dude. Right. They were they were talking like McVay's the, this new coaching style and all this other stuff. Yeah. No, they had. And, and McVay nice does have this years. great coaching style. But guess what? Golf is still a very good quarterback. Right. 
Right. Um, like I just never saw the, I just thought he got too much shit in, in the Rams. Was I he, agree. is he better than Matthew Stafford? No, he's not, but he is still, he still does other stuff very well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, I'm kind of touching up on this game. Let's go into, uh, some betting favorites here in, in uh, week four, uh, some games that mean you really like, I think we kind of had some similar ones here. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll start it off here first, man. I, um, I, I got it kind of going back and forth here. I, th- I like the Jaguar Jaguars to take care of business, business against the Falcons. Jags are one and two Falcons are two and one. Um, Jacksonville has a history in London too. We not, know that they're in, they're in London every year. And not just that, <laughs> uh, they're minus three. I think they take care of business and they're going against Desmond Ritter. Uh, he's yeah. terrible. Ritter is right. absolute garbage. And as much as we have been overrating the Jaguars uh, defense and everything, I think, like you said, Desmond Ritter, uh, it's Look, not going to happen. <laughs> the Jaguars started off slow last year. I think, I, I just don't know how they, I did not expect them to start off slow. But I, I expect them to get their shit together. They'll pick it back up. Yeah. Expect like them. you said, we, we talk about Peterson a lot. Doug Peterson is their coach. I mean, yeah. even that right there. And Peterson has a history of starting off slow. He did it with the Eagles exactly. twice. Then it finished um, and got, got uh, into, this is post-Super Bowl, um, got into the playoffs and the wild card rounds both times. He did lose in the playoff, but still did it last year or two with the Jags. They won seven straight. Um, I still expect the Jags to take their business against this Falcons team. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, so pencil and Jags minus three. Uh, do you have a game that you like? Um, well, we kind of talked about uh, a bunch of them, but um, I'll bring up, let's see. Uh, how about, shit, I just lost it. Uh, now I'm looking at the next week. Sorry. No, you're, you're good, man. I got um, wrapped up in my scrolling. Yeah, um, well, yes, Jets and the Chiefs. Yep. Chiefs minus eight and a half. Yeah, the, the game uh, right now, I, I see it uh, on DraftKings uh, minus nine right now. Yeah. Game, I, I think it'll open up at 10 uh, once it uh, comes to game time. I expect the Chiefs to put an ass I, th- on I the think Jets. the Chiefs win by like 20-something points, yeah. <laughs> I expect them to win by more than nine. Uh, yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. Look, Zach Wilson, this is your rest in peace game. Uh, Zach Wilson will not be starting this game next week, or will be starting for the Jets next week. Um, I think they will get their ass kicked. The Chiefs defense is really good. The offensive line for the Jets is really bad. Um, and Mahomes is on the other side of the field. That's all you need to know. Mahomes it, there. Yeah. Kelsey, check. Maybe Taylor Swift. Maybe in New York. Maybe you might see that. <laughs> um, man, uh, but look, I think the Chiefs are um, just put, put in. I, look, they lost the first game to the Lions. They should be 3-0. and I think they're going to be 4-0, and and I think they win this game decisively. Yep, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Another game that we both liked uh, that we talked about before: um, Seahawks minus one and a Seahawks half in the Giants. New York, going yep. staying in New York. Um, this is the Monday night game. Um, look, the Seahawks, um, Geno Smith, man, still proving it, for, still for real. Um, they took care of business the last two weeks, um, even though they came back against Detroit. Uh, they, you know, we just talked about how good Detroit is. They scored thirty-seven on them. Geno Smith was awesome in that game. Uh, 33-28, two touchdowns. They could run the ball. Christian Walker has been awesome all year. Says my, I could uh, vouch for him because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> um, they scored 37 against the Panthers two weeks ago. Uh, look, man, um, I can. are they going to stop scoring? No, 
I don't, don't think they're going to stop scoring. No. Because Walker's awesome. They have DK Metcalf, who's still playing great. Um, and they he has people to throw to, man. I think uh, the Seahawks will take care of business here. And and this is this it's very early in the season to be talking about this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up anyway. The Seahawks uh point differential is minus one and the Giants is minus fifty five. So yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. They want forty of that. Let's in fact, the, the Seahawks have put up eighty seven, the Giants have only put up forty three. So the, the Seahawks have put up twice as many points as the, the Giants have this season so far. Wow. So yeah, I think that that's a solid. What are they? Where is it? Right now, it's minus one and a half on yeah. Fanduel. So I, I, just, I would take that in a heartbeat, dude. I think they went out right. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, one other game I liked. I think Dallas Patri- is just getting Patriots? two minutes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I like New England to possibly win this game. Plus, Dallas is minus six and a half right now. Minus six in some sports books. That line's moving down because it opened up at seven. Um, look, Dallas is. Sorry, the game opened. Sorry, I lied. It opened at four and a half. It got as high as seven. Now it's coming back. It's down. coming back down. Yeah. How Dallas is a seven point favorite against a a team who I think uh, in New England whose defense is better than Dallas's. I just think they are. Um, I think Dallas defense is overrated to begin with. I look Mike Parsons, one of the best defense players in the league, no doubt. Um, now that the, now now that Dallas lost Diggs, I think uh, people aren't dealing with the reality that their defense is not um, the 85 bears. It's not uh, no. the 2001 Ravens. Um, let, let's just come back down to earth. And by the way, Dak Prescott's not that good. He has not had a good game this year. And no. New England is going to expose Dak Prescott. Um, just leave it. hundred percent. That's what Bill Belichick's good exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Bill's one of the best, especially that second half. Like even if the first half looks a little rough for the Patriots, man, give them, give them till that, that third quarter starts. And exactly. I promise you it'll turn around. Um, some games, I'm just going to say. I was just going to say one more that, that we talked about. Well, we had kind of, we had kind of for a second touched on Arizona San Fran. Um, yeah. So this was, this, this game is a stay away for me. And I know we talked about this pre-show. Um, San Fran, 14 point favorites. Look. Yeah. I'm just going to say. I think that's heavy. I think that's with a lot. caution. Exactly. Yeah. Arizona took care of the Cowboys. Um, yes. The Niners are better than the Cowboys, but as we, as we kind of saw, I think Arizona could cover in this game. They had a, saw they had a twenty yeah. point lead against a twenty seven point lead against the Giants. Yep. Can they blow a game? Yes, they can. But I still think they could hang close because they have they have a decent offense and their defense. I look. I'm not a big believer in Jonathan Gannon as a head coach, but maybe he could prove me wrong because I don't think he was a great defensive co- uh, coordinator in Philly. Um, yeah. Um, numbers say otherwise, obviously the Eagles had one of the best defenses last year. If you watch those but games closely, I don't think they were that great. No, but they do have, like you said, they have weapons. They got James Connor. Yeah. Um, they have, uh, our boy Ertz. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, see about, we'll see about Dobbs. I'm still not sold on Dobbs. It's just Dobbs. That's the tough, yeah, <laughs> the tough part of it all. Look, maybe the Niners blow them out. Niners do. Have, I, I still think the Niners are the best team on paper all, all around defense and offensively. Um, just because of all the weapons they have their defense, you just like go, go up and down. You're like, how do they have all these guys on their team? And how are they able yeah. to pay all these guys? But they somehow yeah, are. Yeah. But, um, Games, that's one game to proceed caution with. Another game to proceed caution with, the Chargers, minus five. Just stay away from this game. Don't bet it. The Chargers, 
might do something charger-esque and they might just, or they might take care of business. I, I don't know. If you have confidence in the chargers, I just, I don't, I don't have confidence in Staley. The chargers seem to pull something funky out of their ass every time. And uh, I just think it's going to be one of those games where, you know, yeah. Mike or uh, Mike McDaniels is like, um, yeah. McDaniels just might pull something out of his butt and be like, look, look at this. <laughs> and, uh, and you might see the Raiders two and two after this. Um, another, another game. Um, Steelers or minus Steelers. Three. I was just going to say Steelers Texans. Um, yeah, I don't know about that again. That's tough. Uh, CD Stroud has played awesome. Um, the Steelers have had some funky wins. Their defense is good. No doubt. Uh, maybe they blow them out. Um, I just don't know. I think this is a game the Steelers could possibly lose to. Yeah. Um, Ravens Browns. Um, look, um, uh, Lamar Jackson has some good games against the Browns. This Brown defense is no joke. I think they probably have the best defense in the league. Is that fair? I think they're the best defense in the league. It's it's uh, right up there. It's yeah. very dominant. Um, and so maybe the Ravens are running. Maybe Lamar's gonna be running with the chick, like a chicken with his head cut off in this game. Um, maybe and the only way this game will remain close is because Deshaun Watson is terrible. Um, I think Lamar and they're out Nick but, Chubb too. Yeah. yeah. Without Chubb, but Hey, look, Jeremy Ford is taking over the reins. He did. And he's, he, yeah. he's a good, um, so look, th- that's how this game, I just think this game's going to be close. That, that cream, one. cream hunt breakout game. No, I'm just kidding. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I look, I would not be surprised if the Ravens pulled us away by a, uh, a, uh, Tucker, uh, 69 yard, 75 yeah. yard field goal. And they just <laughs> somehow win this game by two points. And, then everyone's kicking themselves in the foot that that it came down to that. Um, oh, Dolphins, Bills, stay away. I think the that's a tough one. I think the Dolphins win this game outright. I think the Dolphins win this game too, but um, I'm going to stay away from it, especially but, at a plus three. It's tempting. It's like all right, right. Miami might show up, but yeah. Saints, uh, Buccaneers, stay away. I think the Saint uh, Derek isn't Derek Carr uh, week to week. Uh, He's with week the to shoulder week right injury. Now. Apparently, he yeah. got lucky. James Winston is the starting quarterback of this game, and he's playing against his old team. And I think the Buccaneers can be like, "Cool, let's put an ass whooping on Jameis." And I and, and I think that that over under is the uh, the lowest of all the games this weekend too. Uh, my over under forty. I don't know. There's man. there's I, would, I, would, there's I might like the one over other game on that's game. forty. I know. I, know, I was kind of thinking about that too. Are good. <laughs> I kind of like the over though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I almost like Tampa Bay plus three and a half to I, be quite well, honest. Well, I you. I like Tampa Bay in this game, but again, um, I. It's Baker Mayfield, so I don't know if I like it that much. Yeah. Um, uh, Bears, Broncos, just stay away from that game completely. Both This is the garbage bowl, and that's what that is. <laughs> Bengals uh, at t- at Tennessee. This is a good one. Not a good one. Uh, did you watch the Monday night game? Well, Holy I, I just mean it's a good – It's a good. I think it's a good matchup. I don't know, man. Uh, Burrow yeah, might look – Burrow doesn't look as bad as he did on Monday, which I think he might because uh, he has that – Cav injury that he can even throw 30 yards down the field. Um, he can't escape out of the pocket. Uh, Tennessee has Tannehill. Um, and I think Tennessee could win this game. And that's why it's a good matchup, man. <laughs> well, we'll Bengals went to the AFC championship game last year. They did. And they for are, them to, they, for them to, for us to question not, them against Joe, the Titans. That's a good matchup. <laughs> Joe Burrow is not, um, that no. caliber of a quarterback that he was last year. He's dealing with no, the injury. Absolutely not. That no. is very he missed hard the preseason. To deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Um and again, Eagles, 
my Philadelphia, our Philadelphia Eagles against the commanders. Just stay away. This is a yeah. division game. The commanders beat the Eagles last year in week 11 to end their undefeated season. Stay away. Yeah. Um, and cause I also don't think Jalen hurts is, I think he's kind of worse this year. And, I think um, he is too. Maybe, um, We'll need to talk about that next week after we see this game too. Yeah, give him a few weeks too. I mean, I, I yeah, it's think only, it's only week I mean, four. It's only week four. Right. Can't overreact as we love to do in these early Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I don't think Jalen has been his tip top uh, prime shape that he was in last year, especially towards the end of the season. Absolutely. And not. then he, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, man. Let's head to baseball. That's, that's uh, we're 48 good, minutes in, and no, uh, we need to get to baseball. I thought those, <laughs> I thought those first two segments were going to be like pretty. Pretty like uh, clear minutes. cut and dry. Yeah, not not <laughs> yeah. the case. Not the case. We had a lot to get to in baseball. So, if uh, any anybody listening doesn't want to hear baseball, this is my where you want to cut up because uh, we're going to be talking about baseball here for a while. But um, we we got to touch on it first, man. Look, this is Miguel Cabrera's final weekend going into baseball, but something happened earlier today that's going to overshadow that for a second. The Giants fired their manager uh, Gabe Kapler. Um, it was which I think is one of the worst moves that they could have done. I, I don't understand it. He was 295 and 248 in his four seasons with these San Francisco Giants. He overachieved with them two years ago where they won 107 games. 107, yeah. Uh, where they just beat the Dodgers. Uh, remember, the Dodgers had 106 games. He did that with a bunch of... I'm not going to say nobodies. He did it with a bunch of journeymen. He did it with Buster Posey. Um, and you know, a good, you know, and some good players, but still, that was the only time in the past 11 years that a team has finished ahead of the Dodgers in the, in the NL West. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. Cause like in that time, the giants won a, and the World, Dodgers World beat them in the, in the NLD, NLDS that year, I think too. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. it came down to like Logan Webb versus, uh, was it Urias? I think it was Urias. Urias I, think. I think. Yeah. So. Um, but and, again, so you, you're, you're looking at this. Um, why did he get fired? He went nine and 17 in the month of September. The giants were officially eliminated from the playoffs as of yesterday. Um, last year they went 81 and 81. Um, uh, the, in the pandemic shortened season, they went 29 and 31. That was a year from like hell. And anyway, you know, there were so many teams that year that could have, uh, could have, would have, should have kind of went to the playoffs. There was, this is a weird year in baseball. Um, again, he won 107 games um, in 21. And then this year, man, yeah, they're going to finish under 500 for the most part. Um, I, I think with what he had for this year, it was just, it's so hard to say, man. Like the, uh, again, here is his, here is the starting lineup pretty much for, the uh, Giants. Lamont Wade Jr., he's an okay player. Bad 261. Austin Slater, um, 269. Yastrzemski. I'm sorry. That guy has not batted over 250 in like three years. Um, <laughs> you had uh, Wilmer Flores, who had a pretty good year. He batted 281. He's And he's one of their better players. Jock Peterson. Oh, he hit 236? What a shocker. He probably has 30-something home runs. Not that good. Travis Estrada, 275. Michael Conforto, 243. It's like, look, man, they didn't even have a 300 uh, hitter on their team. They had a, they did have a decent rotation. Logan Webb. And, and Peterson only had 15 homers. <laughs> oh, my God. Did he really? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That has to be a career low in homers. He looked that up. That has to be a career low. I'm looking at right now. Because he he used to rake. Um, Again, um, so you're you're also going into this uh, looking at the rotation. So uh, was it uh, Logan Webb? who's had a good year. Um, they also had in their other, in their rotation, Sean Manaya, who has been absolutely garbage. Um, he, he had a 4.36 ERA. I think last year he had like a seven point something ERA. Um, yeah. They had Alex Cobb. Cobb, who was a good starter for them. Um, Alex Wood, who got his ass kicked all year. He got lit up. And they also had a bunch of bullpen games this year. That was like their thing in the COVID season is, or not the COVID season, the 2021 season is they lived on bullpen games. The bullpen games. Yeah. yeah. Alex Wood had a 4.33 ERA this year. I'm just sorry. What did they think? What did they expect that was going to happen? Did they think that they were going to be able to replicate what they did, uh, replicate what they did in 2021? No, it's hard. It was hard to do what he did. He overachieved like crazy. And by the way, they lost their best player in Buster Posey that year. That was yeah. Buster Posey's final year. He walked away from baseball. Posey is what Adley Rushman is to the Baltimore Orioles. You take Rushman off that team, I don't think they win 100 games. Like they're, they're, did they already win it? I, yes, uh, yeah. they did, yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, ball, like that's what that kind of player, that kind of catcher does for your team. He overachieved. He had that whole rotation overachieving that year. Um, I think that I remember that Kevin Gosman, they had, um, they had, a uh, Logan Webb, uh, they had, uh, I don't think Alex Cobb, maybe it was a, um, Cueto, Johnny Cueto, Johnny Cueto, I think that yeah. year, um, they had one other pitcher who I'm, who I'm blanking on, but again, man, they, they were doing it with almost unproven talent. Um, they also had. Again, different position players too at the time. Um, God, for who was uh, Brandon Belt? They had what year are you talking about? Uh, Evan Longoria, twenty twenty one. Evan Longoria. Um, again, man, just a bunch of guys who you know, Evan Longoria passes prime. Not the same player as he was. Um, you know. Yeah. They had uh, Buster Posey, Brandon Belt, Donovan Solano, Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria, Alex Dickerson, Stephen Duggar. Dugar, let me let me uh, pause you right there. Uh, yeah, what did Yastrzemski hit that year? Yastrzemski hit a two twenty four that year. Oh my god, oh, that's a whopping two twenty four. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they had but Buster Brandon, Posey Brandon was the Crawford. only one over three hundred. Yeah, and Crawford. What did he? Hit? He hit like two ninety something, right? Crawford had two ninety eight. Two ninety eight. Uh, Crawford finished like fourth or fifth in MVP that year. So that's the only reason yeah. I remember. But he has not been that same player. He what did he hit this year? God, I didn't even read it. Um, this year he's hitting a one ninety seven. Oh my god! So there you go. <laughs> he's got a negative. He's got a negative WAR right now. And he's this been year. dealing with injuries and stuff all year too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Again, man, I just don't know what you expect. Look, the Giants. They tried Farhan Zaidi, their GM, uh, struck out on Arson Judge. He did not come to the Giants. They struck out on Carlos Correa. They had a deal in place, but they couldn't come to terms because of his injuries. Well, maybe it was a good thing because Carlos Correa has not been that great. But they have not signed. Uh, they signed uh, Carlos Rodon um, in the 2021, the going into 2022 offseason. They had him for one year. 
Um, I think he he opted out or yeah he opted out of his contract because he had a one um, he signed a one year deal with a player option. Um, he opted out and he went to go sign him with the Yankees. So again, man, um, did they make Thank an you. offer to Carlos Rodon in the offseason? I don't know if they did, but apparently they weren't willing to bring back a player who was their ace um, that uh, in the 2022 season. So it's funny that you say that too, because he also has a negative war this year. <laughs> Rodon. <laughs> yeah. It, with the Yankees. Look, man, I, I think what, what Gabe Kapler does best is he knows how to pull the butt, uh, push the buttons, knows when to pull a guy. No, like he has a very calm approach and players rave about Gabe Kapler. So, um, that, that it was just a strange fire. Look as a Mets fan, I hope I love Buck Showalter. I don't blame this year on him at all. I think he's a great manager. I would love him. I would love Kapler on the Mets. I just don't think Buck Showalter is going to be there long-term. Maybe the Mets do fire him in a few days when the season's over, or maybe they come to some sort of agreement where Showalter is going to move into the front office, which I would love even more. Um, but again, I, I hope they have Mets go out and get Kapler. Uh, there's already rumors that they're saying that Bob Melvin's pretty much going to, um, going to be fired from the Padres come three in three days. And, uh, Farron Zaidi has a relationship from, uh, with Bob Melvin from his yeah. day with the A's. And so that's, that seems like it might happen. That, that might was, happen. Yeah. That was reported from ESPN. Um, but also apparently too, um, came out what, right as we were about to record that, um, uh, Buster Posey is going to have a lot of say so and who's going to be the manager next for the giants. Um, I think he's, in a, he was assigned a, as a, a special assistant, right? If I wasn't mistaken. Um, I think so. Yeah. <sighs> Look, man, I, it's just a big head scratching move by the giants. I just don't agree with Kapler being fired. I think Kapler will not be a free agent for very long. There's a lot of teams that are going to need um, management. Uh, Cleveland being one of them because this is Terry Francona's last year. Um, what a career for Francona. The guy's dealing with a lot of injuries. He's dealing with a whole lot of stuff there. Um, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at San Francisco Chronicle, and they have like potential candidates for the job. Good. They have Buster Posey listed. They have Alex Cora listed. Alex Cora is not going anywhere. He's going to be back in Boston. They have Aaron Boone. They have Bud Black. If they sign Aaron Boone, Yankee fans will rave. Would and they, lose they would have it. parties. They would love it. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, I don't think Boone's a bad manager. I, I really don't. Um, I just don't think that Cashman put uh, quality talent on the field for them, man. I mean, you saw what he had to work with. Again, that's more of a Cashman issue than a Boone issue. Yeah, there's there's speculation that because uh, Alex Cora only has one more year on his contract, there's speculation that because they finished last in the AL East this year, that he might be willing to part. So maybe that's a little bit of a, that's not quite like a, yeah, Cor- it's not like a rumor. It's just a guess by whoever wrote this article. But um, I don't think I don't think the new GM is going to let uh, Cora walk. Uh, I don't think the Red Sox ownership is going to want Cora to walk. But they they're w- saying Buster Posey's a big, a pretty big candidate. That, that's just, no better leader in the organization. He's got he's the common denominator to the three World Series championships. Back, um, he oh. moved back to the Bay Area with his family over the summer. I just don't, he's, I he's, just don't understand why Posey would want to do that to himself. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like, I dude, I agree. You made plenty of money in your career. 
you could have a say they so said, with management. I just, uh, that's just right. And then, and then the same sentence they say, but a major reason that Posey retired is to be with this young children exactly. and the grind of managing and the grind of managing a major league team is challenging on family life. It's like, yeah, it's, it's so much more challenging than being a player. Right. Like, Absolutely. Being, being a manager is awful. I mean, you got to manage all these guys, all these personalities and all that, you know, don't get me wrong as a catcher. I'm sure he had to manage his own deal as far as like how to manage it, these pitchers and stuff like that. But man, it is no, um, it's, there's no comparison. Being a baseball manager is super tough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and again, man, all the travel, all those games, how you have to do it. That's just, I don't know. That'd be a weird uh, move um, in my opinion. Uh, but anyways, man, I think Kapler, um, he won't be, uh, he won't be jobless for very long. Uh, he will no, be somewhere no. because again, um, I forget Aaron Boone, uh, he'll be gone. Uh, who else, who else will be pretty much can, I think Kapler will be, I think Kapler will have a job in the next couple of weeks, dude. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't even think it will yeah. take weeks because no. whoever, whoever needs a manager is not going to let him be out there that long. Right. Whoever's ma- not making the postseason. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of teams um, and there. We still haven't even seen more firings that are come going to come down uh, the pipeline soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, man, let's let's move on from this. Let's go and talk to uh, talk about uh, Miguel Cabrera. Um, uh, right before we recorded the show, Miguel Cabrera hit his. Um, he tied, or sorry, he he was tied with Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron, um, all time in doubles at thirteenth. Uh, they both had 624. Well, he had a 625th double to open up the game today as he yep. opens up his, his uh, first at bat. Yeah. yeah, first at bat. He opens up his uh, the final weekend. Um, you know, what's kind of, it's, uh, it's sad, man. It is. Cabrera, had, you know, won a, won a World Series with the Marlins. We talked about him earlier this year on a Blast from the Past on his career and what that trade meant for the Tigers and um, – and for you know, and just for all that, it's just uh, crazy. Um, they played their final set against the sinking Cleveland Guardians. Um, but man, yeah, a totally meaningless game. Unfortunately, I wish I wish he was going out with a bang. You know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe he might. I wish they were fighting for a wild card spot or something. You know, you know, man. Uh, just one thing I'm always gonna remember Cabrera for. He he just he had this feel good approach for the game. Always smiling, like when he slid. He seemed happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was just gonna say when that. he slid yeah. into with that double um, for today. I mean, he was laughing. You know, he it was a liner out to uh, left field. He runs in. He's just laughing, dude. That's just man. It's just such a good approach to have on the game that a lot of people will take, take serious. Um, that could take negative. I mean, we, it's just like um, he just is happy go lucky with his career. Um, you know, and now he's going to be involved with the organization. I think he's like an assistant to the president of, of baseball operations yeah, or something like that. The one who they hired in Detroit. The NHL. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but man, uh, Detroit's in a really interesting situation, man. Um, going, going forward. Um, they have, they have some arms, man. This is not a team where, you know, look, Eduardo Rodriguez will be a free agent. Uh, he's pretty much their ace for them this year. Um, but, I don't think they're a dumpster fire, but I think they um, they could make some moves where they could seriously improve going into next year. Yeah, like no, I agree. Like um, things go their way differently next year, I could see them winning eighty five to ninety games. Yeah, and I think I mean I think they've had that potential, honestly, a lot recently over the past few seasons. They've had a lot of talented players come through. Exactly. 
they just haven't they really haven't had the arms um but going back to miggy real quick uh the dude is gonna of course he's probably still got a couple games that they got uh, sunday's their last game right and they said he's going to take over as that special assistant uh, Sunday after the game ends. So it's like right away, uh, no time, no time off for him. But he ends his career, at least as of right now, with a three oh six batting average, five hundred and eleven home runs, eighteen hundred and eighty RBIs, um, over three thousand hits. Yeah, I mean, sixty seven WAR career. Yeah, just, which is pretty good. You know, you just I mean, you just tip your hat, man. I mean, just a great career, great guy, great personality, great leader, I, great locker room presence. I mean, there's not really much bad to say about this guy. It's awesome. No, absolutely not, man. I mean, one of the greatest, one of the greatest careers you will literally ever see, man, uh, from yeah. this guy. Um, and I hope I wish him nothing but the best, man. There, it's, you know, again, it's just sad because you know. He was one of those players where I started watching baseball. He was just, you know, coming into the league. Like we seen Paul yeah. go away last year and now Miguel, yeah. Miguel Cabrera is leaving the game. It's weird, dude. Uh, also, it's Joey really Votto, weird. I'm starting too. to see these guys. And Votto, yeah. yeah. Um, two guys who were also in the top 20 selling in jerseys this year too. Yeah. No, that, that's, I know, we'll, we'll shift from there. There's something to say for that. Yeah. There's something to say about that. There though, is, yeah. man. Big respect. Yeah. Uh, big respect Absolutely. to these two, those two guys, man. Votto, who definitely will one day be in um, broadcasting. I mean, he has a hell of a personality. People oh, love him. Um, I, I love to listen to him. He has so much baseball knowledge. And he's just a real guy. Like, you know, we talked about Miguel Cabrera being a real guy. Uh, Votto, too. And uh, again, man, uh, just looking at those two guys. I have a Joey Votto. His career, and his career war, I was just going to say, his career war is 64 with a career batting average of 294. So, yeah. I mean, pretty similar players, too. Sitting so, so right here, I have one of Joey Votto's uh, rookie cards. There you go. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, here's what it says on his uh, 2008 Upper Deck Baseball Series 1 uh, rookie card. In 2007, uh, with the Reds, he hit 321 uh, in 24 games. Uh, he had 84 at-bats, 11 runs batted in, 27 hits. Seven doubles, four home runs, and 17 ribbies. Um, he was signed on as a catcher in 2002. Votto quickly converted to first base uh, and has become one of the Reds' leading prospects. Uh, named the Southern uh, named the Southern League MVP in 2006, uh, the Canada native uh, did it all for the Double A uh, Chattanooga, uh, hitting 319, 85 runs batted in, 22 bombs. 77 ribbies and 24 stolen bases. The lefty slugger uh, shined in his second major league uh, contest on uh, on September 5th, 2007, when he went three for three in his uh, first uh, ML homer uh, to help Cincinnati crush the Mets seven to zero. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that's- and you know what, dude? There's something to say. And and I'm not I'm not throwing any shade on Miguel because we talked about him getting traded before. But there is something to say about a guy who stays with the same team in Votto yeah. for 17 full seasons, and, his whole career. And I think that has Cincinnati. to come down to organization. Like Miami, remember their their old owner, uh, Lord. Uh, yeah, was, they. He was a terrible owner. Uh, right, for sure. And then Miggy stayed with Detroit for 15 years. So yeah, yeah. I mean. But for those guys, that, that that's a those are the type of players I like to look out for. I mean, totally, because somebody who's getting traded all the time, even if they have a great career, it's just not the same. But if you have a guy who's like a career red <laughs> or like a career tiger, yeah, that's that's just a cool thing, man. Right? Yeah. I mean, you're you you're, you look at certain players, you're like, man, who's going to be with, with their you know teams? Like, 
you look at Ellie, like Ellie Dela Cruz, do you think he's going to stay with the Reds his whole career? Like, you know, maybe. No. May, I mean, maybe. Bri- but... Brian Reynolds, you know, he might. He might be staying with the Pittsburgh. Yeah. With Pittsburgh. With the Pirates. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you know, you're, you're all right though, man. Votto staying with it. Like, There's something about that. Like, yeah. you don't see that as often. I don't know if you saw that a lot back then. You know, I want to say it's less common these days, but I just feel like you don't see that a whole lot anymore. Yeah. Uh, guys staying with the same team for their whole career. Yeah. There was something funny that I saw the other day and uh, we'll, we'll shift from this talk going into kind of like uh, the playoffs and, and everything like that. Um, here was it. Here was something by uh, talking baseball. They did an eliminated teams tier list. Um, so here, so in tier one, this tier is called, we'll be back next year. Tier St. Louis Cardinals, <laughs> the San Francisco giants, the Cleveland guardians, okay. the Boston Red Sox and the San Diego Padres. The next tier, tier two, are this is named our six six Dominican infielder is gonna carry us next year, the Cincinnati Reds and yeah, the uh, and the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, <laughs> meaning Ellie Dela Cruz and O'Neill Cruz. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back in the next two. This is tier three. We'll be back in the next two years because that's what we told everyone. The New York Mets, <laughs> the Mets, yeah. Uh, tier four auditing the New York Yankees. Uh, tier five, the rebuilds almost over Kent city Royals, Washington nationals and Detroit tigers. Uh, oh. and tier six, it's time to rebuild the, uh, Chicago white Sox. Um, <laughs> the next category tier seven, it hurts to be alive. The, say the second team first, say the second team first, <laughs> the Oakland A's soon to be Las Vegas A's. And the uh, Los and Angeles the, Angels. Angels. Dude, oh, uh, they could have so, they could have been in the next they could have been like the category they up there. Um, yeah. <laughs> the rebuild's almost over a tier. Um and then the last one is hilarious. This is tier eight, and it's called the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was so good, dude. The Rockies yeah, tier. Good. Oh, that was just great. The Rockies have no idea what the hell they're doing. Um, no, nah. <laughs> my God, no, nah, they haven't. They, they haven't for a while. They give out either. the most random contracts, and that's why they're in their last year. I, yeah, I thought maybe the Angels should have should have quarter should have been in that tier, but they still they should have went above, right? They still have Mike Trout in their things, but uh, yeah, maybe Shohei Otani might be back there. We'll see. I like New York uh, the, the auditing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> New York. New York has the Yankees uh, have no the idea. Yankees. What doing. In fact, the Mets are funny too. Yeah, the, we'll be back in two years because that's what we told everyone. Yeah. I think the Mets will be back next year. I think they'll be um, in that top category because I, yeah. you're not going to see Steve Cohen to stamp at. You know, like that guy's no, gonna, no, no. They're going to put something together. Oh, man. But yeah, dude. <laughs> That's pretty good. Our 6'6 Dominican infielder is going to carry us <laughs> yeah, next year. I love That's that. pretty that was, good, too. That's really creative. That's a really good graphic. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Uh, man. <laughs> right right now, um, and currently going on in baseball, the Blue Jays are taking care of business against the Rays. Dude, the Blue Jays, uh, man, they picked it up here as of lately. They have picked it up quite um, a bit. They're yes. crushing the Tampa Bay Rays right now, ten to four. Um, they are hot going into the playoffs, and that says a lot because, again, man, they need it. They uh, need whoever's it. hot going in there, dude, you just uh, you don't want to play. Um, dude, a couple days ago, I looked at the the ESPN standings, and Toronto had like a seventy something percent chance of making the playoffs, and now they're at ninety three. Oh yeah, now they're making so the playoffs. They've for sure. they've been pushing. Yeah, they, they um with. So they're going to win today. Um, they still have a game lead over that first uh, wildcard spot. Um, 
And, and Seattle won too. The Seattle won yesterday. Dude, Seattle won. You see the way they win? Oh yeah. man, dude. Freaking Texas up 2-0. Uh, Alderos, Cha- uh, Alderos Chapman. Aroldis Chapman, yeah, yeah. They gave up um, that guy Reagans to get Chapman and Reagans, yep. who's a freaking phenomenal starter now for Kansas City. Um, Chapman, who's just a sell himself. Get, uh, bases loaded. Get, you know, he leaves that game with a 2-1 uh, with a 2-1 lead and just Man, it was just all over. They lose three to two, yeah. Texas, and yeah. they still have a they still have a two game lead over Houston right now. If they lose these next two, I mean they they haven't locked it up. They still need to win one game to get they the ninety won, wins yeah. and to clinch a playoff berth. They could do it. Um, they are still playing Seattle. They still have three games left against Seattle, dude. They just need one game, um, right? And they have Evaldi on the mound against uh, I think Brian Wu tonight. Brian Wu yeah. tonight, yeah. So uh, maybe they could get it done, man. We'll see. But uh, the Mariners are obviously playing for their life. And who is the Astros playing? Because the Astros have a one-game lead over Seattle. The Astros are playing uh, the Diamondbacks, I think, oh, the- which is huge for the Diamondbacks, too. Because they're, they're playing for the, that other wildcard spot, right? Yeah. If they get swept, I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to get swept by the Astros. But if they were to get swept by the Astros, yeah, they could be completely out of it. I mean. Yeah. You're right. Um, who, who Which is crazy because Miami's been playing pretty well who, over the past week or two. Who's on the mound as well? Or, um, um, cause that game's because that game's already started, right? No, that game. That game. I think that game already started. Yeah. I uh, know they're warming. They're warming over now. Zach Gallon's going tonight too. So. Oh, it is Gallon. Yep, nice. Gallen. Oh, so, man, if Seattle wins and uh, uh win, then they will be tied. That would be that's tight. So I mean, that's what I'm saying. Those two series, I think, there's the biggest, biggest series of, of yeah, they're the biggest two last series, I think. Yeah, because uh, just... they have hands in both the NL and the AL, and like I said, like we talked about before, Seattle and Texas and Houston are all still kind of fighting for that. And you know what, man? I mean, there, it looked like it uh, back in the beginning spot. of September that the Astros were going to just win this division because remember they took care of business, especially yeah. when uh, Texas just. I think they lost. And they like, start getting hot. They lost like eight of eleven games or something like that. Yeah, Texas started losing and Houston started winning. Yeah, yeah definitely. And then just like all it's a Urquidy. Urquidy versus Gallon tonight. Man. Um which know. is I don't know. I think that favors Arizona a little bit. But just a just a tad, man. Just a tad. But we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, um, we'll see. We'll see there. Um the Braves um going against the Nationals. They're uh there was one thing that uh, Brian Snicker, the Braves manager, came out and said yesterday. He said their approach to clinching this year is a lot different from uh, last year. Last year they kind of eased into the playoffs. They did that and they ended up losing early. Remember they they uh, lost to the Phillies. They said he said this year they are not doing that. They're going to allow fans at simulated games. They are going to take this more seriously and they better because. Um, I think they're pretty vulnerable. I think they are. And I was just going to say, there's a lot of teams out there that could beat the Braves. Yes. I mean, you're hoping they're a great, great, great team, <laughs> right? We got to get through the first round first, but right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if um, not the first two rounds, that might be like a, a pennant, uh, a pennant series for them. And by the way, I, I don't think we would play them. Well, it depends on who wins and loses, but I don't, I don't think we would see the Braves until the conference series. Yeah. And by, by the way, I know we were talking about, uh, so the, the AL wild card is pretty much, it's going to fall back. It's either coming um, down to Seattle or Houston or, Houston. or Texas, depending yeah. or Texas, um, unless yeah. Toronto 
somehow loses tonight's game and they lose the next two. Um, it didn't come down to either of those two games. But in the NL, we this is still pretty open. So Miami holds that last it's, wild card spot, um, a half game over Chicago. So what Miami is up right now, uh, four to three. And they're God, playing man, the Pirates. They, and they came back. For the last season. They scored four runs in the top of the eighth uh, after the Pirates had a 3 0 lead. A 3 0 lead. Oh, man. Yeah. Freaking the Reds. That's what the, I mean. The Reds Miami's... are kidding. They're like, you got to be kidding me, Pirates. Yeah. Um, right now. And then the same thing with the Cubbies. Um, the Cubs, they just, uh, right now they're losing 1 0, bottom of the fifth. And Milwaukee. They could be more uh, dangerous. Right now, the Reds are putting it on St. Louis 14 to 2. Um, so. I mean, like the, the uh, Reds could move uh, into a, a tie with the Cubs going into uh, tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah, I think the Reds have to win out. I mean, there's no there's no other option for them. Well, same with They're the Cubs. Have to win out. Yeah, same with the Cubs. Yeah, because they yeah. they would be just because Miami's uh, playing well and Arizona has a game and a half lead on that last spot. So yeah, I think Cincinnati. I mean, San Diego's still technically not eliminated either, which is crazy. Yeah, but, they're uh, they're eliminated. <laughs> yeah, no, they've been eliminated. <laughs> they're, they're, no, I think they are eliminated. Aren't they? No, not according to ESPN. There's, there's still. Uh, uh, I mean, they're th- they're three and a half back, but it doesn't say E next. It doesn't have the little eliminated next to it. I mean, I would say obviously that they're eliminated. No, they're they're eliminated, dude. Three and a half back, three games. Yeah, they were eliminated yesterday. Yesterday, okay. Um, well then, this isn't updated. Um, and then so I mean, man, uh, there there is there's still a way the Reds can make it. Um, like yeah, Cubs, it, yeah, it's uh. And you know the Brewers, they're trying to say they're they're now they're up three to one. The Brewers, um, they're like screw you Cubs. They don't want to see their division rival in the playoffs. They don't want no. that to happen. But then honestly, the way it is right now, I think is the way it's going to stay. I think it's going to be Philly, Arizona, Miami. I don't think so, man. I think the I think the Reds are going to do it. I I still think uh, we'll see if Pitts. You know, look, over who, who whose spot are they going to take? You, you think they're going to take Miami's spot? I I do. I do that last spot. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, Pittsburgh, I just think, uh, the Cardinals are dead and I think, uh, Cincinnati is just going to roll over them. And so I think they might sweep the Cardinals. Um, and okay. I just, uh, look, I think, uh, Pittsburgh will put it on Miami, at least in one of these games. The sh- should, Chicago's definitely, Chicago is definitely not going to sweep Milwaukee. So can't wait to go, <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch the top of the eighth after we're done here. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, crazy stuff, man. Uh, we'll talk more baseball as these last few wild cards spots kind of get into, you know, get into form, and we get to see who's actually playing each other. Then we could go into some predictions and start talking about certain matchups. I was gonna say we should try and do a show either Monday or Tuesday before the games start. Yeah, absolutely, man. We we'll definitely shoot for Monday and uh, do this. Cool. Is there anything else that we need to talk about before we go here? I know we're running over the time. We always run over time like these. We always do. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, another thing we can touch on next week uh, is the uh, the kind of like recap on the rule changes for the MLB for this season. Yeah. There's, I've seen a lot of articles posted in the past like day or two about the, you know, the results of the the rule changes and how everybody's feeling about them and what, what people think to expect for the playoffs and, and any potential changes that they might make next year too. Yeah. Uh, no. So maybe that's something we could just dive into for a couple minutes. Yeah, um, we could uh, let's touch on that. We'll touch on football from over the weekend. Might have to make yeah. it like a two-parter because uh, the baseball playoffs are going to need some. Um, going to need some. Uh, that's going to need a whole hour yeah, by exactly. itself. Yeah. 
I uh, can't wait for it. Yeah, and we got a got, a, got the birds on Sunday, man. Got a great weekend ahead of us. Um, a lot of good baseball still left, which I love to see. Um, Steve, uh, thank you for your time. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into today's podcast. We will see you guys all next week. Please uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating and review. See you guys soon.